Welcome to the Your Own Medicine podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Callie Klug and I am a yoga teacher and somatic practitioner in Southern California. A Your Own Medicine podcast was really created with this idea and this intention of bringing knowledge to you to access the medicine within you and within your own body. So thank you for listening. Let's go. Do bad people deserve to be happy? Are bad people entitled to be happy? I feel like this is something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately, so let's talk about it. Welcome to the Your Own Medicine Medicine, medicine podcast today. We will be chatting about people-pleasing, inner beliefs, like core beliefs of do bad people deserve to be happy? Like, do I deserve love if I'm a bad person? Um, And more. So, so what is people-pleasing? People-pleasing is fawning, um, especially when viewed through, through the lens of somatic psychology. People-pleasing is fawning. Fawning is a trauma response um, that is very special because it has, unlike fight, flight, and freeze, fawning has a relational component. So, without going into all of the trauma responses... fawning is different because in the moment that our body perceives any kind of threat, whether it be external or internal, external maybe it's uh, we're at our job and we're feeling like we might lose our job if we don't treat a customer nicely even though they're not being very nice to us, or internal, or having some kind of pain, anxiety, um, disease in the body. When we feel any kind of threat and our primary trauma response is fawning, or mm, yeah, trauma response is fawning, um, our body propels us towards the threat to engage with the threat. Um, So oftentimes, fawning feels kind of icky. Um, It doesn't feel like a mutual exchange, like a mutual moment of like, oh, this was a great interaction with someone. I know for myself when I am fawning, I feel it like in my body and it is accompanied with a sense of um, like a lack of safety. Like I'm not saying these things because I want to. I'm saying them because I'm trying to avoid a certain reaction or create a certain a reaction and um, so on and so forth. So with fawning, there's essentially this like merging of energy. I know for myself, when I find myself fawning, somatically, like physically, I lean forward. I do a lot of leaning forward because when we're fawning, it. I know for myself too, I have a big past of enmeshment, which is like becoming enmeshed with other people, with other people's energies, losing myself, um, not feeling separate, not feeling um, like I have a sense of autonomy, but instead feeling myself merging and meshing with another person. And this isn't really a healthy thing. It's really not. It's not empowering to be in that space either. Um, But it is something that happens. And 
And so what I'll do when I find myself merging forward, because that's essentially what people pleasing is. Next time you feel like you are people pleasing, notice what literally what is happening with your body. I watched this lecture recently on sensory motor trauma therapy, and it's the idea of what is the, where is the body um, in space? Like how do posture how does posture affect the body? So like if you slump down right now, I'm slumping down as I say this, I feel kind of like lazy, maybe not so empowered. And then if I start to puff up my chest, I kind of feel like, oh yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Um, and so where your body is in space in relation to your environment um, and to yourself, like how your body is in a posture can make you feel really different and and it's kind of this like is it the chicken or the egg like is it the posture that makes you feel this way or is it the feelings that produce the posture and I think it's kind of this uh fluid um connection in my own personal opinion and so next time you feel like you're people pleasing notice where your body goes does it go forward does it go back for me consistently I sit forward like I'll sit on the edge of my chair I'll be like purposely like spilling towards them or on not purposely but physically merging almost like my energy is merging with this person so one practice that I do when I feel this happening is I bring my hand to my chest and I'll kind of push myself back and it's like oh I just did that and it feels good it's like this pushback of like I'm separate It's this physical somatic reminder of my separateness from this person, my ability to separate, and then even further going like a layer deeper, the backside of our body, if you feel into it, what is on the backside of our body? It is like so much protection, so much strength. We have the sacrum, the pelvis, we have the basket of the rib cage, the spine, the back of the head, like all of these really strong parts of the body. If you want to even go down into the legs, we have the legs, the legs are strong as fuck. And so pushing back, you can even do it now and see how that feels. Ooh, yummy. I do this a lot in meetings when I'm like, <laughs> I have a different part of my business that's beyond the Cali Clue yoga part. And it takes, it's a lot of negotiating. It's like a business deals for um, creating video ads for companies. And it can get kind of like spicy. And I will p- bring my hand to my heart, push myself back. And I swear, I feel so much more empowered. Um... And if you have a back to your chair, try sitting back on the back of the chair, like back, your back to the chair. Try it out. That is like the best one. Um, it's very grounding too. So that's one practice. Um, okay. And then another note I have for this is um, one aspect of people pleasing that I've really noticed with myself Um, This also kind of goes back to that note on enmeshment, which for me, I think people-pleasing and enmeshment are pretty much inseparable um, because a lot of my people-pleasing revolved around like being there for people, being like this very, I was very parentified, so I was like a very mature child that was like there for people, like giving emotional support to adults when I was young, like not very appropriate, but you know, that's what you do when you're a kid and you feel like you... um, you're doing your best to survive. Um, and so one thing I noticed is that in my adult relationships, I always felt like I needed to like get down to the nitty gritty. And I would say to myself, 
and to other people like I just can't do small talk like I need to like get down to like the real stuff like the real like you know like what was your childhood like basically wanting to talk about people's traumas or like getting down to the nitty-gritty like talking about spirituality or sex or like something intense and I think this lack of capacity in myself to hold space for conversations that were light really did not help me in my adult relationships and my adult friendships um, because I didn't, this didn't really allow me to have like acquaintances or friendships on lighter levels. I felt like every friendship was either a deep friendship, ride or die or bust. And one thing I'm learning now in this phase of my life after... (laughs) a few crazy years, is that acquaintances are fucking wonderful. Like, acquaintances are healthy. I know first, as someone who lived so enmeshed and played the therapist for so many people, practice making small talk. Like, get better at small talk. One thing I literally do now in a lot of my friendships if not all of them at this point, even with like my best friends, is being like, let's focus on having a good time. We don't need to be like, oh my God, literally these are every single thing that's bothering me and da 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 and trauma, trauma, trauma and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it is so healthy to have conversations that are about the weather and are about light ter things and that's not to say by no means am I saying okay gaslight yourself if you're feeling shitty swallow that down that's not what I'm saying at all I think if you I think if you have relate to the idea of this um enmeshment with relationships you kind of know what I'm talking about um I just mean start to create a capacity in yourself if this resonates with you obviously I'm not telling you what to do but what worked for me was creating a capacity in myself to hold lighter moments Um, and this has led to a lot healthier friendships for me and I do way less people pleasing because I feel like I'm not opening the door to like tell me your deepest darkest secret and then I have to like hold space for everyone and hold everyone's trauma (laughs) uh as like for for, like the coffee guy and the like da 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 my boyfriend used to say wow people like just tell you all the their deepest darkest stuff and it's like yeah that's because I was open to that and I was wanting that that's what made me feel valued so that's just a note that I have as well um keeping combo light is the note And honestly, that's been really healing for me as well. And it's also kept me from, um, it's also helped me to orient towards lightness and orient towards ease because I'm talking about this in my course right now, Liberation. I literally just talked about this uh, yesterday. But when we do trauma healing and when we do any kind of, yeah, trauma healing, um, we are orienting towards pain. Like, inevitably trauma is painful it's uncomfortable and when we do trauma healing we are addressing that trauma and addressing the discomfort that we feel in our bodies and our mind environmental whatever so when we're constantly orienting towards trauma let's say I'm doing therapy okay I'm doing therapy with a therapist and then I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm talking to them about my therapy and I'm talking to them about my childhood trauma and I'm talking to them about 
mm, trauma, 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 how it shows up in my life right now, the fights I'm having with my parents, the fights I'm having with my partner, da da da. And then maybe like in the leftover time, we're talking about happy things. <laughs> and then I hang out with a friend and then I talk to them about heavy stuff and da da da. Um, I am structuring my viewpoint in a way where I am very consistently orienting towards pain, orienting towards threat, orienting towards trauma. This is so, and this is real life experience. This is what I did. I used to have a friend group where we just like talk about our traumas all the time. And I, a part of me, I'm so grateful for it. And like the time of my life, I honestly needed it. But moving forward in my life, I'm like, you know, I think orienting towards ease, towards lightness, towards fun is so important as well. And so, and it's, it creates capacity in the nervous system. Like you feel better. I have more capacity for things. Like for example, if I'm, if I go on a walk with a friend and we're laughing and we're talking about funny stuff or whatever it is, I come back from that walk feeling a lot more able to deal with whatever my day brings than like talking about just heavy stuff. And once again, no gaslighting. I, if you have heavy things happening in your life and you need someone to talk to, that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about like day-to-day, you know, normal interactions, hanging out with friends um, type things. Like how can you orient more towards pleasure, towards ease, towards lightness, towards fun, all of these things that we, I'm assuming we all want more of. And they're just, oh, they're so, it's so um, resourcing, all of those things. Like, it's so good for us. It's like literally good for our nervous system. I know, like, I've been going to these meetup groups And when I talk to these people about, like, service level stuff for an hour, I would leave and I'm like, that was lovely, you know? Like, it was great. We were talking about, like, random stuff for an hour. And nothing deep. I don't know anyone's life. I don't know anyone's trauma. Um, But it was lovely. So, that's one thing. And then finally, okay, back to the first sentence of the podcast. Do bad people deserve to be happy? Do bad people deserve good things? And this might get a little philosophical or existential. But what I notice for myself is that I am just now coming to terms with this inner belief or what is it called? like limiting belief. I don't really like those, but a belief that I had for a long time um, of I truly thought that people I didn't like or people that I perceived to be bad. I'm not talking Hitler, like just to make it clear. I'm not talking Hitler. I think Hitler perhaps (laughs) objectively deserves not a good life um for sure I think there's some people that are just I think that's more evil I'm not talking bad I'm that's like fucking evil um but I'm talking bad like bad people like people that hurt you maybe they're narcissistic maybe they're selfish 
they're bad, they did something bad. I really thought that those people deserved to not be happy. And I would find myself sometimes looking at their social media and feeling infuriated when they looked like they were doing good. Like whether it be exes or ex-friends or whatever. And I was like, I'm realizing now in the last couple months, since I went through this last year of multiple people telling me that I was bad, that I was a bad friend, that I was selfish, all these things. I heard all of it about myself. First of all, at this point, after being called this and that, I feel like I know who I am and I feel like I can bounce back faster and like shout out to Poverty Shallow for fucking helping me through that because that was amazing. Um, talk about people talking shit on you. Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I had all these people telling me that I was bad. Like, I was bad. And I grew up in this Christian context thinking people that are bad deserve to live a shitty life. So what does that mean for me if all these people think I'm bad? You know? Like, I deserve to live a shitty life. But I'm kind of starting to realize that just because I think someone's bad does not mean that they deserve to be unhappy. They're still entitled. Just because I have a beef with someone, just because they hurt me, does not mean that they deserve a shitty life. (laughs) They are human and they are entitled to go on with their life, forget about me if they want, and find pleasure and find ease and find joy. That's fine. And I'm finding that I feel like I know that there's people from my past that are listening to my content, that are consuming my content on, you know, Instagram and stuff through burner accounts. Um, And I have a feeling that they're doing what I did with people and sometimes still do, like, let's be real. Checking up, like, how is this person, are they doing well? They don't deserve to be doing well. And honestly, to that, I say fuck that. Once again, not talking about Hitler, not talking about evil, talking about bad, bad behavior. I deserve to live a fucking wonderful life. And everyone in my life that I've had beef with, that has hurt me in any way, that I feel is narcissistic or selfish or whatever, for any reason that I've tried to fervently convince someone that this person from my past is a bad fucking person, they also deserve or are entitled to a fine life, a great life. Just because they hurt me doesn't mean they can't be happy. And I think coming to that conclusion for me through that lens has been really helpful of just because I don't like someone doesn't mean that they are not entitled to a fucking wonderful life. And that goes for people that have beef with me just because they have beef with me means that doesn't mean I don't get to have a wonderful, glorious, pleasurable life. You know? 
And I think that's something that in this people-pleasing journey, for me, that concept is more on the macro level of like, what does it mean to not be a people pleaser? Because once I stopped people pleasing, fucking people left and right were like, didn't like me anymore, you know? And what does that mean for me if my whole identity is built on this, on being a, a nice person? What happens when I'm no longer nice? And it doesn't mean anything. I still deserve to be happy and I still am entitled to wonderful moments of sweetness. And so is everyone in my life that hurt me. You know what I mean? So that's what I have for you today is this concept. I really feel it in my bones, the truth of it. To me, this has come through many lessons in the last, pretty much the last year or so of um, world-shattering, earth-shattering heartbreak through death and friendship ending and um, pretty much that, just in like 10, 20 different forms and people saying to my face that I'm horrible. And it's like, I guess after that, going through the fire, you just realize, I don't know, at this point, I was talking to a friend recently and I was like, so what if I am a bad person? What if? Was that really so bad? So, I don't know. You can tell me what you think on Instagram um, or in, like, a rating of the podcast, which apparently you can do. I just found out today. Anyway, that's all I have for you for today. And if you are interested more in this topic, I am currently in the process of creating Venom On Demand, which is a six-week course um, for literally for healing from people pleasing it uh, has concepts practices practices from integrative somatic parts work where you like meet and embody these different parts of yourself um, which is a beautiful integrative practice and then somatic experiencing practices uh, hakomi like all these different kinds of somatic therapies um, brought together to essentially just help you to really give you the tools to learn how to embody parts of you that don't give a shit about people-pleasing or have capacity to move beyond people-pleasing. And then also this coupled with learning how to create safety in your body, which is essential in people-pleasing because people-pleasing is essentially an addiction that we reach for when we feel a lack of safety. So it's like, how can you give yourself that safety? So keep an eye out for that. That'll probably be coming in the next couple of months and it's going to be a super big discount, excuse me, super big discount when it first comes out. So keep an eye out. Um, Other than that, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. That's all for today for the Your Own Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, These episodes do come out pretty sporadically, so if you'd like to be notified each time a new episode comes out, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Um, and you can always follow my journey along, which I always post when a new episode comes out on my social media, TikTok and Instagram, at Kelly Yoga. 
and feel free to keep in touch. You can also check out my website at kaliklugyoga.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.